Welcome to I Used to Be a Therapist. I'm so glad you joined me today. So how many times have you heard me talk with different guests about radical acceptance? I am super passionate about this topic. Radical acceptance, in my opinion, may be one of the most important concepts for us to grasp when it comes to our emotional wellness. Today, I get to share a conversation that I had with therapist Sina Moran. Sina is delightful to talk with. She is an ACT therapist. So ACT is A-C-T. It stands for Acceptance and Commitment Therapy. ACT is a counseling approach centered in mindfulness and radical acceptance that has a strong scientific basis. It is highly researched. It's so effective in helping people move forward in life in a healthy and content way. Sina lives in both Florida, where she's from, and in Chile with her husband and daughter and her puppy. Besides travel, she also loves yoga. She's even an instructor. Her passion for helping others led her to a career in mental health counseling, and she is a licensed therapist in the state of Florida. Sina has built a thriving online practice because she travels a lot. She has such great wisdom and insight about radical acceptance that I know you will want to hear. You don't want to miss this. I love this conversation, and I know it will add value to your day. Let's listen in. My name is Dr. Wendy Bruton, and I used to be a therapist. Welcome to my podcast. Leaving my career as a therapist, business owner, and counselor educator was a big risk. But now, as an author, coach, entrepreneur, and podcast host, I am fulfilling my passion to help people move forward toward an essentially better life. Each episode is filled with stories, information, and ideas that I know will be valuable to your life and to the lives you touch. So if you need a therapist or just someone who used to be a therapist, I know that this is a place that you will feel valued, valuable, and learn to move forward from what you used to be. I'm so glad you're here. So welcome, Sina. I'm so glad you're here. This is kind of fun to have you here with me. Oh, yes. Thank you, Wendy. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for joining me. I'm super excited and feel very honored to have you. So thanks for being here. We're going to talk about acceptance and we'll mostly talk about radical acceptance today. Radical acceptance, one of my favorite things to talk about, actually, I, I love that construct, that idea. It's Mm -hmm. so important, right? So we're going to talk about Mm -hmm. that. But before we get going on that, I would love for you just to tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, Mm -hmm. where you live. I hear you moved. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, just a little bit about you. Yeah, sure. My name is Sina Moran. I'm from Florida. And I have just moved to Nevada with my husband and little one and a half year old daughter. Um, But we have actually been living in Chile for the past four years. Really? Yeah, my husband is Chilean. So we're excited to be back in the US. And it's been a hectic, crazy international cross country move to happen during a pandemic with a dog and a baby. So, it's, oh my gosh, there's been a lot of radical acceptance involved. <laughs> yes, I bet <laughs> <with> there has <laughs> everything. <laughs> oh my so, gosh! 
And um, yeah, so I'm a therapist. I am an online-based therapist. So this has been a good year for me as everybody has turned to telehealth. Mm-hmm. And I was already set up that way. And I am I specialize in acceptance and commitment therapy, which deals a lot with acceptance and radical radical acceptance, which is a hot topic, but also a difficult one because acceptance is very hard to sell. Mm-hmm. And um, especially in the therapy room. And yeah, that's that's me. And I'm also a yoga instructor, so that goes along very well with the modality that I that I use in yeah. therapy. ACT is great. So also before we get going, this mm-hmm. season I've been asking all of my guests why mm-hmm. they became a therapist because I really love hearing those stories. So I want to hear yeah. why did you decide to become a therapist? <laughs> So I feel like I have the most boring answer ever. Um, (laughs) Ever since I was in elementary school, I was just always that friend that people went to for advice, for support. Um, I was just that person. And people would call me with their problems or come to me on the playground with their problems, like as young as I was, and it just continued on. And at some point in high school, I just kind of, embraced that I was going to be a therapist and I just kept going. I'm one of the only people I know that didn't change my major or anything like that. I just kept going and here I am. So (laughs) I've just always wanted to learn more and more about how to best help people. So here I am. Do you feel like you're doing what you thought you would be doing? Well, I didn't think it would be online. But here we are in this world now of the internet and everything Mm -hmm. can be done online. Um, But I guess I'm really happy that I am in private practice. I always wondered if I would end up there, especially in grad school and working in agencies. And now I am finally here doing what I wanted to do. And yeah. That's great. So what is your practice like? I mean, it's online and you do ACT. So do you have a specialty, like the people that you, do you work with kiddos, adults? Who do you work with as a therapist? I work with adults and besides ACT being my specialty, a lot of people do find me specifically because that's what they want to work with, especially after reading some of the popular self-help books, like the happiness trap, um, that are out there now, um, So people find me for that, but I specialize also working with anxiety disorders such as OCD, panic, and agoraphobia being my main ones, which agoraphobia is very, it's perfect for working online. So I've reached a lot of clients that have been pretty desperate for quality help for a long time. Mm -hmm. That's great. I I mean, this season of our, in our world, I think is I bet there's just so many more people that are able to reach out because there's so much more access to online services now. I think that's Mm -hmm. that's wonderful. Yeah, Uh, absolutely. It's been really good for a lot of people. Yeah, that's great. I know that ACT also just is really effective in working with folks with chronic pain. Yes. Yeah, I haven't worked specifically with that, but I totally understand how it would work Mm -hmm. beautifully with that uh, population. 
yeah, it's a, it's a really effective modality with people with chronic pain. So that's how I learned about ACT. So is working in a pain clinic and works really great with us, with those folks. Okay. Let's move into talking about radical acceptance. We're going, first of all, I'd really like for you to give kind of a definition of what you think acceptance or radical acceptance, kind of that concept is. So define it. Mm -hmm. And I'd also like to like you to talk a little bit about misconceptions or what it is not. Yeah. I'm really glad that you asked it that way because I feel like I'm more often talking about what acceptance is not (laughs) than what it is. Like I, I said earlier there, acceptance is really hard to sell, especially to people that are coming to therapy, usually to get rid of something. And then here I'm turning around saying, all right, we're going to work on some acceptance here. And that's kind of exactly what they don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. So to start, I like to define radical acceptance as um, making space for something and turning towards something which is the exact opposite of what most people are doing, especially when they get to the point of coming to therapy. We have such a gut reaction to kind of turn away, to avoid or to push back and struggle and resist against our symptoms, our negative thoughts, our feelings. So acceptance is mainly just taking a moment and paying attention to the very thing that we don't want to be going through what we don't want to be experiencing. What people most often think acceptance is that I have to spend a lot of time repeatedly explaining that it is not, is acceptance is not forgiving something. It is not saying that something is okay. It is definitely not saying that you want or like something. Acceptance is merely noticing something that's present and giving it that space that it is taking up um, so that it's not taking up your own emotional space. And that's where acceptance, radical acceptance can actually be very freeing. It's a tough thing to define, yeah, um, but it's definitely a tough thing to uh, myth bust as well. Yeah, that's really true. I mean, it is hard because people hear acceptance, like I'm going to accept that, like I'm going to accept you as being my friend or like, like, you know, right, whatever it is that they are trying are going to accept or have this experience of radical acceptance, feel like they have to think it's okay or give it validation of that it was right or Yeah, exactly. Where it is basically just giving it the space that it is already taking up. Mm -hmm. And something that I really enjoyed hearing in one of my ACT trainings, there's some roots of the word acceptance um, basically means to receive. Mm -hmm. And acceptance is basically just kind of receiving and giving space to much like you would receive a gift that you don't want Mm-hmm. at a birthday party and just kind of put it down, give it its space without being obsessed with it. You don't have to like every single gift that you receive. Uh, yeah. it's, it's just simply receiving. I think it's almost like acknowledging in some exactly. ways, right? Rather than, ex- mm-hmm. I don't know, in, in our language, acceptance sounds so much more like you embrace it, but 
it yeah. seems more like just acknowledging the fact that it is whatever it is. It is what it is. Right. And exactly. And then you, you know, in, in DBT language, right, you can be effective in your reality when you mm-hmm. can radically accept your reality and say this is the way things are. Then you can right. be effective in your actions. And when you function outside of reality, right, wishing things mm-hmm. were different. So you function as if things were different, then mm-hmm. you can't be very effective. Right. And that essentially is denial, which is the opposite of what acceptance is. And denial can cause so many problems yeah. because if you cannot acknowledge something for what it is, you, you can't really do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And your reality is skewed and you just quite frankly become, you're not adaptable. You are very unflexible. You're very rigid mm-hmm. and that impacts everything in your life. Yeah, it really does. Well, I want to get into some more specifics about this, but maybe we will when we get into this question. I mean, why do you think it's important for our mental health to work on kind of cultivating radical acceptance in our life? Because our mental health, yeah. I mean, really, we, we need it for our mental health, right? So why is that? Right. Well, as I said um in my last answer, I mean, denial is the opposite of acceptance and denial doesn't help much at all with our mental health. Denial is very rigid where cultivating radical acceptance is essentially cultivating openness Mm -hmm. and grounding yourself in reality, in your present moment and doing it unconditionally and without judgment, noticing everything and acknowledging everything that is. Um, When we are in a state of denial, So we go, we kind of naturally go into that state in a protective mode. We don't want to contact something. There's a thought, there's a feeling, there's a memory, there's something that we're turning away from and that we're actively resisting. And we think this is helping us. We think, okay, you know, if we get rid of this, I'm better. But the problem is, is when we start doing that, that becomes our goal in life is to not feel this thing, to not experience this thing. And that becomes what our life is all about. Our life becomes controlled by this thing that we don't want. Mm -hmm. And we completely lose sight of our own goals and values. And that basically takes us completely away from a meaningful life because Mm -hmm. our lives, the meaning in our lives are rooted in engagement and connection to our goals, our values, the people that we care about. Um, And so radical acceptance gets us grounded. It helps us acknowledge everything that is, even the things that we don't like. And we basically make room and space for those things so that we can continue revolving our lives around our values and Mm -hmm. our goals, the things that we care about. So that remains to be our number one priority Mm. in our life. And that's what acceptance allows for. That makes a lot of sense. So I would like for you, I don't know if you, if you can come up with like an example, think of an example Mm -hmm. of what people have a hard time radically accepting. Yes. So, well, I'll take from, you know, my caseload, a very common uh, thing that most of my clients are avoiding is panic panic attacks. Mm -hmm. We're terrified of them. We've a lot of 
us have had one. Many of my clients have at least had one. Some of them have these whole panic disorders, like where they refuse to experience their panic. Mm -hmm. And so in doing so, they don't leave their house. They don't talk to certain people. They won't wake up at certain hours. I've had clients that won't sleep on certain sides of their body. Um, people that won't eat certain foods that won't, they just won't go out to anything anymore. And they do all of this so that they don't feel panic so that they don't risk feeling possible panic. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Because many of them, they've only had one or two panic attacks in their whole life. And it was enough for them to, to go to such lengths. Cause they feel awful. Thing. Right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a horrible, I've had one before. Mm -hmm. It's a horrible, horrible experience. I totally get it. Mm -hmm. You feel like everyone's looking at you. You feel horrible. You feel like you're dying. Some people end up going to the ER, mm -hmm. but so they, they do all this stuff to deny the panic, to avoid the panic. And then their whole life becomes about not feeling panic. That's the goal of their life. Never feel a panic attack again. They are judging their life based on the amount of anxiety they're experiencing. Mm -hmm. And all of them, you know, I ask them, my favorite question is, you know, at the end of your life, when you're looking back on your life, would you feel better to say, I've never felt, I never felt any anxiety. I never had a panic attack. Or would you rather say something else? How else did you live your life? Did you have a family? Did you go to weddings? Did you have a career? What did you do? And it isn't about, most people can agree, like a satisfactory life isn't about a life devoid of anxiety and panic. It's a life full of connections mm -hmm. and experiences, whether good or bad. So the example here is that if we go about our lives wanting to be generous mm -hmm. and be compassionate and be connected. And that is our priority. That is going to make a, for a very meaningful and satisfactory life yeah. rather than a life that's geared towards not feeling panic and anxiety. Yeah. I think that's a really good example. I think so many people, I mean, at the time of our, of our recording anyway, mm -hmm. we are still in the middle of you know, COVID and, and a lot of restrictions actually bumping up restrictions right now. Mm -hmm. And so people are just so the, the, the anxiety is so heightened. Yeah. You know, and so that's a very good example. I think people yeah. are avoiding so many things right now because of anxiety and, mm -hmm. and not wanting to feel that. So they function as if, they don't have to, you know, they, yeah. don't, they don't want to go places. They function as if I'm not going to, you know, I don't have, I shouldn't have to go here and feel anxiety. So I'm not going to. And right. Yeah. I, I have a, another example that I think happens at least in, you know, it has happened in my life in different situations, but I was talking to this woman the other day saying that she was talking about going to see uh, some one of her loved ones that was in a, a facility that she would have to visit behind the screen, right? And she'd have to wear a mask and they have to wear a mask. And she's like, I shouldn't have to do that. So I'm not going to, basically. 
Mm. And so as you know, it's like, well, I shouldn't have to do that. I should be able to go do it a different way. So I'm not going to. Yeah. And that is like this whole, in my opinion, that was this really, really big need for radical acceptance of saying, this is the way it is. So now you get to choose not, I shouldn't have to, right? Maybe Mm -hmm. you shouldn't have to, then maybe that's true. Yeah. But it is the way it is. And so now you have to make a decision based on that. And Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. That's pretty powerful. And and I talk to clients a lot and not even just clients, friends, family, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody has their different uh, perspectives on masks and, you know, our egos get so easily poked when told, you know, we have to do certain things and a lot of, I like to approach that as saying, okay, is your goal in life to not have any restrictions on your behavior and to be as free as possible? Or is your goal in life to be connected and with your family members and creating yeah. memories? Yes. And, you know, when that stops them in their tracks, I'm like, well, I, you know, I want to be connected. I want to make memories. Well, can we do that while wearing our masks? Can we accept the fact that we are in a pandemic and we can look back on this time of when we went to this wedding and everyone was wearing masks and, mm-hmm. you know, that is acceptance. And that's so, and we might get into this further on in um, our chat today. One of the things I ask clients all the time is, well, is this helpful? Is that thought helpful? Does that bring mm-hmm. you closer to your goals? I, I like we thinking can get really about distracted it. with things. Yeah. I like yeah. thinking about it like that because Like, does this bring you closer to your goals in life? Does this bring you closer to your vision for what you want in your life? Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's really true. That's a good way to look at it. I hadn't hadn't thought about it that way before. So I I would like to hear a little bit about what you have found helpful for your clients and and even for yourself in your life. Mm -hmm. How, what are some things that you have found helpful that... Kind of help you move toward that because it sometimes it's a process. Like it isn't always just it just happens overnight. Like it doesn't just like okay, I'm going to accept that and then I do and then it's all okay. But sometimes it's a process, mm. right? So yes, it's a big process, especially with acceptance. You know, I'm I work with my clients on accepting things that they don't want to accept, and usually at that stage when they aren't accepting something at all, they sometimes they don't even really know it's there. They don't know anything about it. Mm. Like my clients that are afraid of panic attacks, you know, I ask them, can you describe a panic attack to me and what that's like? And they, it's unbelievable. It was maybe the most intense moment of their life, but they can't tell me about it mm-hmm. because they've turned away from it so much. And so one of the most helpful things and the biggest turning points that I get to with not just clients, like I said, I do this with friends and family, this applies to literally everybody, um, is noticing and naming. That Mm. is as simple, that sounds super, super simple, but it takes a lot of work when you've spent years, decades, even turning away from something and denying something. And it's about kind of sitting with acknowledging that something's there And going so far as to describe it and name it, that means you have to sit and you have to contact it and you have to sit objectively with it, put emotions to the side, treat this whole situation as if you are a scientist taking data 
Mm. And usually in session, as I get them in this safe space, they're finally able to sit and reflect and think about these things. And once we get to that spot, once we kind of sit and get to know this thing, I'm better able to ask them, is this thought or feeling helping you get closer to your goals? Is your reaction to this thought or feeling getting you closer to your goals? And prior to this, we've usually defined some goals and values um, so that they can definitively answer this question. And I ask, is is your reaction to this thing bringing you closer uh, to your values and goals? And once I've gotten them in this space of really sitting for long enough with this thing that they've been avoiding for so long, and I've started asking these questions, it's amazing how we go from reaction to thoughtful response. Mm -hmm. And it just diffuses all of those emotions, those automatic judgments and emotions that this is bad, we need to get rid of this. And suddenly it's something that actually it can be here while I Mm-hmm. work towards my goals. Um, so mm-hmm. that's a very long-winded answer to what noticing and naming is. That is by far one of the most helpful things there. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, if you just put it into the to the mask thing, right? So like, just why are you so against, like, what is it that you are against or what is it that you don't like? And mm-hmm. talking about like, what exactly is it? What is this thing in the way? Mm-hmm. And being able to just acknowledge that and saying, even though it's there, I I don't have to change my mind about liking it, right? Mm -hmm. I don't have to change my mind about that. But it's just, this is the reality here in the moment. I like that. And being able to really notice it and describe it. Yeah. Yeah, because that that is authentically turning towards Mm -hmm. rather than turning away. And another very helpful little tidbit that I like to throw in there is I like to, once they've done their describing, I kind of ask why, what is this trying to protect you from? Mm -hmm. Because almost always this is showing up wanting to protect you from being vulnerable, from, Mm -hmm. from something. And when, when you're able to acknowledge what the agenda is more or less for this thought or feeling and then actually compare it to what your own personal agenda is mm-hmm. you kind of shed light on you know the role and the function of these thoughts and feelings and how they're playing out in your life and you can once we're in this space of laying it all out like this choosing becomes a lot easier mm. i like that those are good words so is there maybe something tangible that people could walk away with today? Something that they can do. I like the whole turning towards thing. I love that. Mm-hmm. Is there something else, something just tangible people could walk away with mm-hmm. and start their journey towards accepting things in their life? Yeah. So this kind of goes to act. This is, um, something that we call diffusion uh, that I like to practice with clients that can be very tangible and something that becomes very unique and that each person can take away and use forever. So with, um, with diffusion and its role in radical acceptance is I ask you to kind of just like we just did with the noticing and naming to really sit and reflect on something that you know you've been avoiding, something that you know that you don't like, a feeling that you don't like, 
something particularly that you know stands between you and doing things that you know that you would like to be doing such as if you have social anxiety and you want to be presenting things or taking on a leadership role a lot of times that kind of anxiety shuts you up and makes you not raise your hand or take opportunities so take a minute sit with this notice this in your body notice how it feels use all your senses notice the thoughts that this feeling brings notice if what kind of a voice that comes in and see if you can sit with this for long enough that you can create a name for it, a specific name. Um, and this can be the name of a character. This can be just a descriptive name, such as the Black Cloud or the Doom and Gloom Radio. I know that's a common um, act uh, example. Or it can be the title of a story, like if it's a certain theme of thoughts that show up, like the, not, the I am not good enough story. And once you have a solid name to give this anxious feeling, this group of negative thoughts, this negative memory that you wish you didn't have to remember all the time, it puts you in the space of being able to call it out when it shows up and acknowledge that this is not a part of who you are. It's pulling you away from things that you know that you want to be doing. This isn't a part of you. And to help with the turning towards and, and um, to fight that urge of wanting to resist, like I said earlier, asking this thing that you've now named, how is it trying to help you? What is its own agenda that it has here for you? And you'll find out they're trying to protect you from embarrassment. They're protecting you from vulnerability. They don't want you to get hurt. They want you to stay, it wants you to stay healthy and not go out there in that world of germs. And then you can compare that to your own agenda, which is, I want to advance in my career. I want to connect with new people. I want to meet new people. I want to do X, Y, and Z. And so by asking what its agenda is and how it's trying to protect you, it gives you, it cultivates some compassion, which plays a large role in radical acceptance because we need to shed some negative judgments and feel some compassion for this thing that we want to resist. And then comparing the agendas, like I said before, it gives us a better space to choose. And this thing that you've taken all this time to name and sit with and get to know and to understand that it's actually they're trying to help you in some kind of crazy way, suddenly it becomes something that doesn't need to be resisted as strongly and it can be invited on your journey, your values-driven journey mm. uh, that is this life. I like that. That is a great exercise. That'd be an interesting thing to journal. Yes, it's a great journal prompt that I pretty much give all my clients. I bet you do. At some point. <laughs> Good. Well, that's great. So thank you very much for all of that information. Before we move on, is there anything else that you want to talk about acceptance, about radical acceptance? I, I feel like I've just talked it to death and I'm afraid <laughs> if I talk further, I'm just going to sound like <laughs> a broken record here. Um, but I think the biggest thing to take from radical acceptance is it's all about putting your values and goals first and keeping that to be a priority in your life. It's about opening up, being flexible, being adaptable. So when these obstacles show up, when negative thinking, when anxiety shows up, your life doesn't turn into 
a priority of getting rid of these things because that takes you away uh, from your meaningful life. So the core of it all is keeping value, your values and goals at the forefront rather than the things that you're trying to avoid, if that makes sense. Oh, thank you so much, Tina. That was very helpful. I loved that conversation about radical acceptance. I really do think that it's so important. And it's, it's important huge. for everybody, right? We all come to these times in our lives, like daily, if not, you know, but, mm. but sometimes we come to times in our lives, really serious times in our lives where we just have to say, look, I really have to deal with this. I have to accept things that are happening in my life and figure out how to move on with it. Yeah. Yeah. In a healthy way. Mm. So thank you very much. So before we go though, I want you to tell us all how we can get in touch with you, how people out there can connect with you. Um, what do you yes, have going definitely. on for everybody? Just love to hear. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I do have an Instagram that I try my best to be <laughs> on top of and to keep relevant and, and active. Mm-hmm. And that Instagram is called the act therapist. So that's the underscore act underscore therapist. So you can find me on Instagram and follow me there. And I have a website, which is basically just my full name, www.cinamoran.com. And um, I'm currently working on a little self-help course on ACT, with acceptance and commitment therapy. That's the approach that I use in therapy. So um, it's just a little collection of bite-sized Uh, lectures and presentations and you'll be able to find information about that on my Instagram and website. That's great. I'll put both of those links in the show notes so people can connect with you through that. I'm excited to, to hear more about your course coming up too. Yeah, there's definitely lots about radical acceptance in there and it walks you through all these processes that I've probably gleaned over very quickly in our conversation today um good that's exciting yeah that's exciting to have something like that out there that's it's a great great resource for folks yeah and for therapists actually it's a great resource to send people to I think it's good to know it's out there okay Mm -hmm. so before we go I'm going to ask you Mm -hmm. the three questions that I ask everybody on my podcast so Mm -hmm. (laughs) my uh the first question is I would love to hear an event that changed you so, oh my gosh, I feel like there's so many events and I really couldn't boil it down to one individual thing, but I would have to say living internationally was a huge life-changing event for me. It just opened me up to to new languages and cultures and ways of being. And well, it helped a lot with that openness and flexibility that I talk a lot about. And um, it just changed how I think about things and everything that we feel like we should do certain ways. I've learned that there's a million ways to do everything. Hmm. So that is a huge, a huge life-changing experience. Mm. I've lived internationally too. And that it changed the trajectory of my life, honestly. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Okay. A person who changed you. Well, this will sound corny, but definitely my one and a half year old daughter. She has changed me in a million ways. I knew that she would. And now that I'm here, I just can't believe it. Like how much she has brought into my life. So she's taught me a lot about 
the importance of being present and to be centered in with values and not wanting to miss a beat. So that's not corny at all. Totally becoming a mama changes you. Yep. Okay. A book that changed you. I'll say The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, a very simple little book. I read it forever and ever ago. And I remember my mom gave it to me when I was in high school and it was just like mind blowing to read it. And Mm -hmm. I always recommend it. And besides that, my other book, which is very act-based, which is um, A Liberated Mind by Stephen Hayes, um, I think is just so well-written and amazing for therapists, for clients for learning about radical acceptance and just finding an entirely new way to approach your, your symptoms and things you don't like about your life and how to transform your life. I like that. Okay. I will put both of those links in the show notes. Those both are worth it. So yeah, they're amazing. Great books. All right. Well, thank you so much again for, for being part of this, this series. And I'm just thankful that we got to connect and get to have you here. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me, Wendy. This has been lovely. And I hope that this little chat impacts a lot of people to learn more about radical acceptance. I I know it will. I'm so glad you joined us. Make sure to subscribe so you can get all the episodes. And you can help support our podcast by clicking the support button in the show notes or going to our website, essentiallybetterlife.com. Follow me on social at essentiallybetterlife.com. And check out my website for all kinds of information on business and personal coaching, my book, and even some great stuff on essential oils. Thanks for listening. Blessings and be well, my friends.